Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. July 8th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. No roll call today from the from the roll call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, I think intern Jacob here today as well. Justin, how you doing? Since I can trust on on you, how are you? Buddy? <laughs> I, I am second day in a row. I am super tired. I stayed up. You'll be glad to know, TJ. I stayed up last night. Not only did I watch Ty Ty and Shaden Sharp play basketball, but I also watched the challenge last night. So I'm pretty tired. It was after midnight mm-hmm. when I went to bed. But both of those things very entertaining. Well, good. Glad you had a good night. We'll be talking some NBA Summer League. I'd love to talk Challenge as well, but probably won't uh, get to that. But you never know where the show's going to take you on a Friday. Intern Jacob, how are you? I am doing good, TJ. Um, Actually, better than good. I got some pretty cool news last night. Well, for me at least. Um, As you guys obviously know, I'm trying to get my foot in the door in some type of media enterprise or just do my own thing. But in the next week or so, I will be conducting my very first player interview. Wow. Wow. Who's it going to, who, who are you interviewing? The lucky guy is Tyrell agent. Ooh. That's so very exciting. I, um, I oh. am excited for that. I got to get some questions together and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I thought he was going to say Savir Wheeler, TJ, and I was really. <laughs> we were all hoping that, Roush. We were all hoping, <laughs> and fingers crossed, that it was going to be a one-on-one interview with Wheeler where they could just get to the, the crux of their issues, really break it down, and just get it all out there. It, it may be some tears. There may be some laughs. But at the end of the day, I think both would be better off with a heart-to-heart interview. But you know what? Asian will be great too. That'll be mm-hmm. a good interview. Roush, do you have any any advice for what uh, maybe some pointers for intern Jacob? Of and you know some of the background on Asian, so maybe you can give him some some uh, just doing your journalism duty of knowing the subject you're interviewing. I would say Jacob uh, 
for Ty, bring more questions than you think, uh, but you don't have to stick to a script. Like that, that's one thing. Um, use your ears during your interview, but I would just have a lot of ammunition in case, you know, there becomes some, some quiet time, some downtime in the interview that you can go back to that. Well, maybe not, you know, what's your favorite color, but I'd have i I'd have some extra questions ready. Uh, maybe a few more than you think you need. Okay. Okay. I get, I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, you can handle it. You got this, Jacob. You're, yeah. you're going to crush it. You got it, buddy. Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. I played uh, some cards last night and won all of my money back on the last hand. So th- there's no better feeling like it than losing absolutely zero dollars, all because of dumb luck at the 11th hour. So shout out to dumb luck. We did it. We did it. Woo! Way to Woo-hoo. go, dumb luck. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good stuff. Well. Glad to hear we have a lot to get to on today's show. Uh, If you're anything like me, again, I I think we've got a pretty decent split of live listeners versus podcast listeners, Uh, UK sports, not just centered around the city of Louisville and Southern Indiana, where you can hear us on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM every morning, seven to nine and replay of the show nine to 11. Scary to know that you can hear KRC for basically four hours in the morning in the Louisville area, but it's early and also UK athletics goes all throughout the state. So we know that there's a lot of podcast listeners, uh, but if you're a live listener, maybe you don't know about this. You haven't seen this. Maybe if you're a podcast listener, you don't know about this. You haven't seen this. I'm just waking up to it. I went to bed like I normally do. I don't know in between like 1030 and 11-ish, but I was probably well asleep before 11 o'clock, so I did not see the NBA Summer League games. We'll talk about that, but Roush almost looks like a coordinated media attack on John Calipari last night. People just raving about Ty Ty Washington, and oh, it just took one NBA Summer League game to let him thrive in a more spaced offense. <laughs> Good. What oh. dorks? What dorks? And shame on them, and shame on the UK fans and media folk that happen. Yeah, Cal's past his prime. The offense is archaic and not good because they just they serve it up to him on a platter. But there were a few different media members last night just ready to anoint Ty Ty Washington, the NBA king, entirely different player. Once he got out of Calipari's tight gripped offense, ooh, I can I, let me get one guess as to who was leading the charge. Go go ahead. Uh, I, and to be honest with you, like I'm just I'm seeing a lot of this stuff for the first time, so there could be more. So who you say I can't probably confirm yes or no, but who do you have? Uh, my guess is Jonathan Giovanni. Oh gosh, I, I haven't even seen him, but he, he's big on uh, the Calipari spacing critique, and I could see him doing the. Well, I would have had him ranked higher on my draft boards if he didn't play in such an archaic offense. He did not, but he wasn't tweeting <sighs> during the game, so I'm not. I'm not exactly. He, he probably will. He'll probably hop on it soon enough, but not him. The two that I saw were. Sam Quinn, who just had some really, really bad takes. And then uh, it was Vicini, who had Sam Vicini, who had the other mm-hmm. one. And he, I think, walked it back or explained it more. He got a little bit more into the weeds with it. Uh, old 
Sam Quinn was just a bad take machine left and right. So allow me to we'll, – we'll start the show here. And I want to get in the text line much earlier today, just a little Friday treat. We'll, and if mm-hmm. we finish it at like 8.30 or whatever, then so be it. We'll, we'll, we'll do – we've got plenty of things written down and plenty of things we can talk about if need be. But that's the plan on today's show. But let's just go ahead and get into this. Uh, it, it started with the Sam Vicini tweet. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it now. He was probably going to be my second guest to TJ. Okay, Um, gotcha. He says, Ty Ty looks real, all caps, so that's how you mm -hmm. know he's being serious. Looks real comfortable on offense, operating in more space than he had at any point this season at Kentucky. So that's the tweet that started it all. Okay. Now, can I I say, too, he is unequivocally correct. The NBA floor is more spacious than the college basketball floor. Yeah. That's a fact. So, good job, Sam. You you, you are correct. More space on an NBA court than a college court. What did Tata even finish with? Justin, do you know that? Seven points? I do not know the numbers. No. What, I, what I saw, maybe this is accurate, maybe it's not. Seven points. Two of six field goals. He hit one three, two free throws, four rebounds, three assists. That is a he also whole, had that's a whole lot of game. It, what's that? Also had two steals that I saw. Great. That's a that's a pretty ho hum NBA summer league game. That's Very not terrible. Home. That's not bad. It's why what are what are these media members doing? These media members, you all are better than this, you losers. Everybody freaks out over Chet Holmgren's one good game. And nobody follows it up with this next game that wasn't as good. Was oh, uh, Skip Bayless did though. Um, he I had a it. he had a great take on Twitter yesterday. Last night is why uh, Chet Holmgren will be a bust right now on Undisputed. See, so that's these people are doing that, and I and I don't think they realize it, or I think they just think since they don't do it maybe frequently that like they get a pass. But that's exactly what they're doing, like Sam Bassini. Uh, and 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 Sam Quinn, all the Sam, Sam I am. If you're Sam, mm-hmm. I guess you got to have a bad take on Twitter regarding the NBA Summer League last night. But like that's that's a very it's not that's nothing to be discouraged about with Tata Washington. That I, I don't know how many minutes he played, but like that's okay. That's just as whole home as a game as it could be. Took six shots in 27 minutes, minus 11 plus minus. I mean, so that was, was the that was the initial tweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna at least go to Sam Quinn because he is it's simpler it's easier uh sam vicini gets into a little bit more detail but sam quinn quote tweeted and said this applies to at least one kentucky guard basically every year if devin booker had gone to any other school he would have been used properly and taken in the top five so (laughs) any other school any other school in college basketball would have used booker the only coach Roush that couldn't use him properly was, of course, John Calipari. Hey, you know what? It's like what they say about Dean Smith. He's the only guy that could hold Jordan under 30 points or whatever whatever that saying was. Same thing with John Calipari. He was the guy who slow he, – he put handcuffs on the four-star guard from Missouri. Just handcuffed what, him. What a, what, a, what a terribly bad take. And it didn't, unfortunately, stop there. Sam Quinn said, Kentucky guards getting underdrafted is basically an annual tradition. Devin Booker, 
Shea Gilgis Alexander, Maxi Hero. At a certain Shea, point, at, at a certain point, it can't be on the players. <laughs> how, what is like seriously? How did how is CBS? No offense, I don't really know much of Sam Quinn's work one way or another. But how is somebody with such awful takes employed by CBS? <laughs> oh man, Shea. Like saying that Shea Gilgis Alexander got underdrafted is one of the funnier things I've heard. It's just a, a totally goober and frankly kind of douchey take to be like, hey, these guys are underdrafted. Somebody needs to answer for it. Could it be the NBA? No, no, it's got to be John Calipari. That's the only excuse. And, and let's and whatever we do, because this is this isn't just sports media. This is this is across the board. We're not going to do any research into this. It fits a narrative that I have in my brain, very comfortable. Hmm. That also I mean, people that I like will will agree with me on this. So I, yes. I, I, I need them to get on board with me. I'll get my butt slappers behind me. That's all I need in this world. If I did any digging or did any research, I may be uncomfortable with what I find. So I definitely won't do that. And that's what Sam Quinn did here. Because if he did any research, he found out that the four players that he mentioned, three of which weren't in the top 25 as recruits. And then got drafted in the top 25. I want to say Shea was 21st pick. All four. Draft. Yeah, yeah, I believe that's right. All four, or at least around there. Mm-hmm. No, none were like home run, slam dunk, UK needs to get him. Tyrese Maxey was the closest one to that. And mm-hmm. remember, he had a dad employed at SMU. So UK and Calipari, I'm sure Sam Quinn would come back and be like, it was actually the assistant coaches who wanted these players so badly. Uh, so let, let's just go. Let's go through that. Maxi was the only like bona fide superstar where you're like, all right, that you know he's a good guard. UK mm-hmm. wants good guards. Go get him. But his dad was at SMU, which was interesting. Devin Booker was final rankings on Rivals was a four star. Yeah, UK prioritized him over a lot of other really, really good options. And then you had the Tyler Ulis connection, and they were able to get a commitment from him. Shea Gilgis-Alexander was committed to Florida, Yeah, was totally under the radar. Canadian guard at one point ranked in triple digits in recruiting services. When UK went after him, that was when I was still covering recruiting. I was like, who? Who is yeah. that guy? So UK seeked him out, went to go get him. Roush and I talked about yesterday how it was Quad A Green, Trey Young, and Tremont Waters. I know this is a little heavy on basketball recruiting. I know the average fan maybe doesn't know as much, but we'll get past this here soon enough. UK said they they chose wrong with Quad A Green, unfortunately. But they Mm -hmm. said, you know, we'll bypass all three of these guards and debatably get one of the best ones of the bunch in Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I think a better take would be that, you know, you – probably needed to bench Quade Green a little bit more. That being said, Shea was a pleasant – everybody knew that watched college Shea, they're like, oh, this dude, UK was right to bring him in. This guy is going to be a star basketball player. And then last was Tyler Hero, who was committed to Wisconsin, and nobody knew anything about him, and nobody thought for sure that he was going to be a one-and-done. But for Sam Quinn to say that it's Calipari's fault that these guys were underdrafted in the NBA – what a crock of baloney. A, a terribly – one of the worst takes I've ever seen in my entire life. I think in Booker's case, too, it was a heavy Missouri lean because his dad went there. He was from there. And, I mean, he was probably 
that's who they were competing against. It wasn't Kentucky versus Duke for Devin Booker. Um, and I just, in in general, I love uh, when we get takes like the, the hindsight is 2020 takes because the to act like people don't get better once they go pro is just so funny. <laughs> like, it's just such a hilarious concept. Like, can you believe how much better this guy is now that he's in the NBA? And I love that we're having that take with Tata Washington in a seven-point summer league game. Like, yes. what, what, what? Like, this dude, first off, he's playing healthy for the first time in, I don't know, what, four or five months. I mean, he, he was injured for the final two and a half months of the season, and that's why his stonk slid. And secondly, are, like he might not play at all for Houston this year, and you're already going to go ahead and take that stand like – just, just chill, everybody. Just chill. Take these people less seriously. Just moving forward, because you can't, you can't have such terrible takes and then have us actually take you seriously. Sam Vicini would later go on to explain more. Um, it's kind of long-winded. Uh, he says Kentucky fans are taking my Tatai tweets out of context. Yeah, everybody's taking your go crazy in the summer league tweets out of context. Definitely couldn't be that your tweet was just stupid, um, just to put it bluntly. I'm not blaming Cal or anyone here. It's just the reality that most of the time Ty Ty was on the court, he played with three non-shooters. Oscar, Keon, slash Toppin at the four, Wheeler at the one. Kentucky played the way it had to play this year with the roster to get its best players on the floor. That probably limited Ty Ty a bit offensively and resu- resulted in him settling for a lot of rid- mid-range shots not opening up his full potential as a passer driver. This is not a this is Cal's fault or Tatai wasn't good enough thing for UK. It's just hey, when Tatai was on the court, there wasn't much space. Uh, blah blah blah. He goes on and on and on. That's a lot of explanation. Maybe you just had a bad tweet. Yeah, you just had a bad tweet. And and also, college basketball. I I, I don't. I, I would hope that there's the, these people are smart enough to know too that the game of college basketball a lot different than NBA. There, there's a lot more help defense in college basketball because you you can help. Like players aren't as good in the NBA, or excuse me, in the college level. In the NBA, if you help off and they pass it to that guy, he's just making the three because they're they they're making all of their open shots. So college defense a lot different. And again. I, I just I, I don't understand making a hot tie tie take um, this quickly when he didn't even play all that particularly well yeah, and like the, dropped thirty points and was just raining down shots from anywhere. Well, and he was also playing pretty great as a scorer and as an assist man before he got injured. So I, those I, I, that's a little taking. To be honest with you, TJ, when you started talking about the media, I thought. We were gonna. I thought Shadon Sharp was gonna drop like thirty or something last night in his summer league debut, and that's what people were losing yeah. their mind over. You didn't. Did, well, did you stay until midnight to watch Shadon? No, I no. I think you mean Sheldon Sharp because that's what he was introduced as last night. Uh, poor guy. They they're having a tough time getting getting his name correct. I did not stay up, but I did get up early enough to be up to date on Shade and Sharp. But, yeah, putting a bow on the ridiculous tie tie takes. Uh, Sam, even if you go out and you, you rational, rationale, you, you make all of your explanations 
and details about what you were really meaning to say. He he dropped 28 points on Tennessee. So at minimum, he didn't look the the more comfortable than he ever had, more space than he ever had. Well, then how how did he how did he just completely torch the balls in one of his last games being actually healthy? And then after that, he wasn't 100% the, the rest of the way, but he sure did have some good games for not having the proper space moving forward. Uh, I watched I did not watch Shaden Sharp, but I did see uh, the highlights of his one basket mm. last night. He finished six with, minutes. Finished with two points in six minutes. Had uh, I think two turnovers or a couple turnovers, and he got hurt. Roush exited oh, the game. Shaden Sharp did not finish. Um, his status moving forward, not sure, but kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um... Hope he's all right. Um, first and foremost, I don't, I don't know severity, obviously, or anything like that. But I, I just saw the six minutes and was like, I, I, "Damn it!" Of course, he only got six minutes in. I, I wanted to see um, see what he could do, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, so it's kind of a, 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 a interesting spot to be in. Like, I'm not rooting against Shaden Sharp. I don't really care. But that being said, I also don't think it's totally reasonable to tell Kentucky fans to just move on, just get over it, forget about it. It's easier said than none. Like UK fans were pretty invested in this dude for a long time. And they got shrung around by this dude for a long time. I'm totally all right with UK fans just keeping an eye on what he's doing. Okay. If he's a superstar, well, poop. That kind of stinks. That could have used them in 22. Definitely could have used them in 23. That's, uh, well, I, I, I see what all the fuss was about. Or he's a total bust and bullet dodged. Or maybe it all worked out for the best. Who? Or, and some folks are going to have some mean intentions and they're going to be nasty and rude. And I wouldn't recommend or suggest that. But I'm also not going to tell people how to feel or how to live their lives or what to do. Because why would I do that? So I understand people being interested in Shaden, Shadon, Sheldon, Sharp, Roush. And I can't help but think, again, it's just one summer league game, but dude just could not stay on a freaking basketball court. I, I was looking forward to just seeing his highlights, but he hit one shot. It was a good shot. Missed other shots. Made some silly mistakes. Looked like a dude that hadn't played basketball. From what I heard and what I read, looked like a dude that hadn't played basketball in a while. But our buddy Scoots watched the game, so why why talk about it when somebody lived it? it yeah, he didn't look all that great. I I was not impressed. I was I was tuning in just because I the unknown. I needed to know what what he could do on the floor. The turnovers were really bad. His one shot he made was pretty skilled. Uh, but yeah, overall, I did not think he was that great. And then, and then seeing him get injured was just unfortunate. I mean, it, it allowed me to go to bed a little earlier, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, not great. But I will yep. tell you all. So one cool thing that happened yesterday: we have all these girls basketball teams in the hotels, right? Because they're they're doing that huge tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a boys team check in last night. And the two coaches come up to the bar and they're like, "What time's the Portland game?" They were like, "We're we're wanting to watch it." I was like, oh, "Okay, well, it's at whatever time." I said, and they were like, "Oh, well, we have a kid playing tonight that we're really excited to watch." And I was like, "Really? Who's that?" And they're like, "Number seven draft pick." I was like, "Shaden Sharp." 
And they're like, yeah, he played on our AAU team. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So I got to talk to them for 30, 45 minutes about just how weird the whole Shade and Sharp situation was. Man, could have been really you, – you could have gotten the exclusive. I doubt it was Dwayne Washington. It, uh, it was not, but we did have a nice, healthy discussion about Dwayne Washington. <laughs> Justin, spill the beans. You know what? Let's go to a break. And yeah. Justin's going to tell the inside secrets of Shaden Sharp's AAU career <laughs> and what's the deal with Dwayne Washington when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. Don't go anywhere. This exclusive only on Big Exports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Now let's go to Ollie Williams with the Adoptive Pet of the Week. Who wants this dog? Thanks, Ollie. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Okay. 14:50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and Turn Jacob on your Friday, getting you ready for your weekend. And why not go to Salsaritas at some point this weekend? You'll enjoy it. I already got my morning app update from Salsaritas. It seems like it's every day. Uh, I've got two dollars off any order today because that's the, that almost just seems standard for Bam. that they'll throw in you know twenty percent off, two dollars off, different little this that or the other on top of what other rewards you may build up each and every time you go. You scan the app, you build up your bank, and then eventually they're like, oh, you've got $15 worth of free salseritas. Would you like to use it here? And you say, well, sure, why the heck wouldn't? I can save that $15 for myself, get a free meal, and you move on, you live life, and you're happy because you're eating some of the best, the best Mexican in all of town. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. The Middletown has a drive through which is really cool. You don't have to get out. If you, a lot of people don't like interacting with folks, that's fine. Everybody at Salsarita is super friendly and nice anyways. But if you'd rather just stay in your car, Middletown is for you. And no catering party is going to be too big for Salsaritas. They say five to 5,000, and they'd even go more than that, I'm sure, if you ask nicely enough. But if your office is looking for a little Friday lunch, a little catering, a little pick me up. you can do it all online on the app too, which is pretty cool as well. And it's queso month. So buy queso, get rewards today. Pretty simple. Easy peasy. You won't be disappointed with Sauceritas. All right, Justin. We need to know. I got to know. Yeah, what was the... Fill the beans. So was this a Canadian AAU team? It was, yeah. Did they have Canadian accents? Uh, No, they really didn't, which was very odd to me, but... They were, yeah, I would have never guessed that they were Canadian, but. Did they did they ask for maple syrup with their <laughs> They drink? did not. Nope, just Budweiser's. Hmm. Bud Heavies. Not, no, 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 Blatz, no, Blatz, no, no, we don't carry it. Although they didn't even ask or for Morrison. it, so. I'm, I'm kind of questioning how Canadian they actually are. Mm, doesn't That's sound it. like it. They could have been imposters. Maybe yeah. so. That's true. <laughs> Uh, so what they, what they say? What, what was their inside scoop? Spill the beans. So, Go see him again. There wasn't a whole lot of inside scoop, um, but so when I asked him about who the player was, one of the coaches was hesitant to tell me that it was Shaden Sharp because he's under the impression that in this area, 
Shaden is not liked very much. So I had to, we had to clear up the air a little bit. I was like, I don't think it's people dislike Shaden. I don't think people dislike cat. So we, we were talking about basically how the whole thing seems like from the outside perspective, it had to be 50, 50. I mean, maybe not. It might've been skewed one way or the other, but it had to be both sides in this situation. But then they brought up Dwayne Washington. And I was like, he's the one in this area that people don't really care for just because they think he's shady and how all this went down. And they were absolutely shocked by that because they say Dwayne is just the nicest guy. Everybody likes him. They were, they, so they were like, literally they were like, Dwayne, they don't like Dwayne. So it was, it was, it was a good conversation. Um, basically they just said Shaden's one of the nicest kids that you'll ever meet. So that, that's really all they said. So not a whole lot of inside scoop, but it was cool to talk to them. About shape. Oh, Justin. It seems I hate. It seems like you maybe missed an opportunity here. I mean, I, I'll I'll call the hotel right now if you want to interview them. We'll get one of them on. All right, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> they actually whip brought up. that up. They were like, well, "You, if you want to, you want to interview us." <laughs> yeah, you whip out the phone there and you say, "We've already been interviewing." So <laughs> <laughs> everything's on the record when you're at Scoots Bar, buddy. Um, uh, okay, a, f- a few a few things here. Breaking news: Coach says former player, good guy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Secondly, yeah, that UK fans weren't happy with Dwayne Washington. They, he lied every step of the way. Did you bring that up to him? I don't know that we went to the insides of why people didn't like Dwayne Washington, but we definitely talked about that they cool. didn't like him. Yeah, but when they were like, what, Dwayne Washington? You didn't explain why? Well, I mean, I just, basically that he was snaky and nobody could trust him throughout this whole process. Okay, and they just, they didn't want to, they didn't want to hear it? They didn't, they didn't dispute it, so. I mean, and it wasn't like they were shocked to hear it, so maybe it's something he's done in the past. Didn't you literally say that they were shocked and they were like, Dwayne? No, well, they were shocked that people didn't like him in this area oh. because of the whole situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, and they know him too as Dwayne, good guy who gives them really good players. Sure. So I'm sure they have a much different perspective on Dwayne Washington than uh, Kentucky fans. Good point. Well said, Roush. But okay, well, always you've had a you've had an interesting week at the at work, Justin. I have. Yeah, I really, really have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now get your text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 and get that butt in a Thornton's to get yourself some fresh coffee, breakfast sandwiches, and fresh fruit as well. Make sure you download your the Thornton's app, become a Refreshing Rewards member. You'll get signed up for their summer cash bash. You've heard us talk about it. $10,000 every week, a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. But I love the Thornton's app just because you'll get like a free drink. If You you, you never really know. Uh, well, you mm-hmm. do know because it shows you what you have free on the app. But when you scan it, sometimes you'll get a surprise and they'll be like, oh, this one's buy one, get one free. Why don't you go grab another one? And you're like, oh, sweet. Okay, I'll go do that. Uh, it's awesome. If you like saving money, Every time you go to the pump, you're going to save money with the Thornton's app, which is great. But even if you go inside, you get some of their goodies, which they have plenty of them. You're going to save a little bit and enter more chances to win in the Summer Cash Bash, giving away $10,000 every week until early September. So get through this summer heat with maybe 10 k Why the heck not? And then maybe you'll win the 2022 Chevy Tahoe at the end of the summer. Shout out to our friends at Thornton's, Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. 
Roush, why don't we get some texts in? How about that? That uh, that works for me. 502-414-1450. That's the number to get into the show. Um, I'm trying to find, do we have a, do we know our starting point? Yes. Where it says Friday. It says red delicious stink. Agree with Rouse that the Gala Fuji Honeycrisp group is top tier, but I've recently been into golden delicious apples as well. I don't think I've, uh, don't think I've tried golden delicious yet. Maybe well, that's I, a, it sounds like a hybrid. I feel like I've had all these apples. I just don't really ever like really bring out a notepad and say, all right, oh, this one was good. Generally, if the apple is ripe and doesn't have gross little marks on it or worms on the inside, I will eat it and enjoy it. Well, maybe if you had a more sophisticated palate, TJ, you would take more notes. Most sophisticated palate at Big Exports Radio? That's says man who just, if it's ripe, I just eat it and it's good. Yeah, well, I'm not picky. I'm not. But this one had the, the golden crisp has a little bit of a sour apple taste versus the Fuji. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Just give me an apple. It's an apple. Hmm. I get it. Some have different tastes, but as long as it's in season, it's uh, it's good for TJ. I'm not. I'm not too proud. Shucks. Guess that's the blue collar on me. Uh, <laughs> blue collar TJ. <laughs> I didn't, hey, you've been out in this heat rash the last few days? I don't think so, buddy. So suck it. A texture said, I'd admittedly be disappointed if getting Wagner co- cost us Jackson. Yeah. I, I mean, bird in the hand, two in the bush. I, yeah, I don't. I just want one of them, right? I'd be pretty happy with. With either, it's just in Wagner's case, you do stick it to U of L more so. So I'm not going to get all down just because you lost Jackson because of it. We'll talk some recruiting today. I texter, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I won't be disappointed. So I guess I do technically do disagree with you because if you just if you have two of Dillingham, Jackson, and Wagner, as we've said now a couple times. You're you're golden. You're happy. Golden Chris. And you're right that I have Jackson over Wagner in my preference rankings, but you're you still got the best backcourt in college basketball as long as you've got two of those three. So Roush, I wouldn't be too disappointed. Right, right. Um same same here. Same Hey, here. um a good if you're looking for a good recruiting breakdown, we from time to time will mention Jack Pilgrim and Sources says, and he does obviously great work and Travis Graff, but our own intern Jacob, his first podcast released last week. I don't know if he wants this out there or not, but courtside cats. And he had I was impressed by your recruiting breakdown, intern Jacob. Thanks, TJ. I actually yeah, I had a fun time doing that. I it took me a while to actually find all of that information, but it was it was fun. It was, I know a lot more now about what the cats got going on, and that's that that's always fun. I I've never Roush. I I think there's like three different tiers here, and I'm not doesn't change your fandom or anything like that. But there's like the recruiting nuts that mm-hmm. are going to tell you everything about recruiting. They they know exactly this, that, and the other. There's the recruiting just, hey, if it's if it's newsy enough, I'm going to hear about it. And then there's the people who's just like, recruiting, I can't do it. I have a tough enough time keeping up with college. I Once they get to UK, I'll learn them, but I can't. I'm not going to get invested in the high school stuff. It, it, if 
that tier is kind of tough. Like with the way Calipari runs things, it's kind of tough being in that tier. And when the players get there, by the time you kind of figure out who they are, what they can do, some of them are gone. I'm not going to whine about it and cry about it. But the people who either follow recruiting very closely or just, hey, if it's newsy enough, I'll keep an eye on it. You, you are you benefit yourself more when the season starts. I know a lot of people don't care. Point is, intern Jacob, like when UK does get those players, they won't get all of them, obviously, but they will get some of them, all the players that you detailed. You'll have a better idea of what they'll bring to UK, things that they're good at, things that they'll need to work on. So it is kind of beneficial if you're if that's the fandom you want to take your fandom to, but always good to kind of learn about who UK is going after next. And you did a good job breaking all that stuff down. Thanks, TJ. Yeah, um, I like the – there's a few players in there that I really, really liked. And I forgot who came out with the rankings. It might have been Joe Tipton. But they had Carter Knox. It was an updated ranking, and Carter Knox wasn't even in the top 20. And when I was doing my research, they had him at, like, six. So I don't know if there was, like, a tournament that happened and he didn't really show show out or whatever, but he, he had some uh, some drop in the rankings there. Thought that was interesting. He he did score like twenty two for Team USA the other night, so I think he's uh, I think he's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, that probably be a UK U of L recruitment there for for Carter Knox. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be another one, but but good stuff all around. Uh, another texter on the Thorns text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. This one's from Kirby. Hey Kirby, so is there somewhere I can send money to yet, or did I miss that part? I can throw $100 at the pot. You just give us your nil collective money, and we'll make sure it gets in the right hands. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, man. Roush, I knew the text line would eventually come around to the, yeah. the, and I'm, the, Mark, I'm, the Mark Stoops comments. I'm glad we uh, at least started somewhere else just to, to not talk about nil for a little bit. But um, my, once this show's over, I'm diving back into it again. Um, Because I actually spoke with Fred Johnson, who's the CEO of Athlete Advantage that a lot of those guys are under, to kind of, all right, let's just get some some hard and fast on-the-record answers. Because Stoops did a, a, a tiptoe a little bit. He he. Yesterday, his main goal was to say, hey, boosters, um, people haven't really told you, yes, we, we need your money. No, we, we need your money. You can do this. And actually, it'll help you out. Um, so to explain how it works with this, uh, they don't they don't like the word collective. I don't know what it was. Where the, I don't know when that became the boogeyman exactly, but that is now the boogeyman apparently. But they don't like that word. But their, their version of it is not like it, when I ask, can average Joe – help somehow and he was like yes you can buy their players merchandise um and it's like okay well all right that that yes that helps yes i can get but that's once they're a current player i'm wondering about prospective ones the big i i think uh i think if you wanted it's it's technically your the recruiting part is illegal but they do have a program set up where it's like hey if you give us just basically pay us to do your marketing and these kids will get paid eventually. We're, we're, we call, they call it the 15. You can give them 
$150,000 to do their marketing for the next two years. And a lot of that money is going to go to various student athletes. But as far as a, um, well, here, here's $100 for Kirby to throw into the pot uh, to help with nil stuff. We do not have that right now. Uh, in, in my understanding of not only was Stoops out there saying, yes, we need your money. I think part of it was that people who normally give to the University of Kentucky, let's just say they got 10 grand a year to, to give back, um, that they do K fund or, or what, whatever it might be as part of their annual donation. Stoops is now saying, hey, maybe use half of that and, and put it towards our nil efforts. Like it'll be best served there instead of going into the general athletics fund or whatever it may be. And so that's, that was what the big, I don't, I don't want to say passing of the changing of the guard or whatever, but that was what Stoops was trying to tell all of the, the, the regular donors to the football program. Hey, you can do this. We need you to do this and you're not going to get in trouble for doing it. So Kirby, it sounds like you'd be for right now, at least that hundred dollars better served just buying merchandise and Hey, you get a little kickback on that hundred dollars. Cause you could get a shirt with Jacquez Jones face plastered really big on top of it. Oh, like, yeah. how, how cool is that? So Roush, that's, that's what they're basically saying right now. If you have $150,000, Hey, we've got something for you. If you've got a hundred dollars, here's a t-shirt and a hat. <laughs> Can I say that I'm a, I'm, I'm, we did. He didn't go over the top like Vince did the other day, but Stoops did say, not blaming anybody, but like Mitch Barnhart, why didn't you just do this three months ago at the the suites at Kroger Field with all of your big boosters? Like this stuff could have been handled before. Why are we having to do this all in the public eye right now? Well, and this is gonna be. I, I kind of wanted to like tease it for hour number two, but whatever. We're we're into it and. It's, it doesn't it doesn't even matter but that that's exactly right and supposedly there was a meeting with like big boosters and and mitch barnhart and they this was recent where i think they even had will levis go and just kind of say like hey you can do this stuff but why why is mark stoops having to go on kentucky sports radio and beg for big boosters to to come on in why is he the one that is having to say, hey, actually, you can do this. A year after we've been doing nil, come on in, everybody. Shame on, like, again, I, I you know, I'm not trying, like, this has turned into, like, a Mitch, Mitch Barnhart has become the center of all of this, and some of the criticism maybe not totally deserved. But, like, regardless of how you feel about Mitch, whether – with the drinking stuff and all that, I'm going to get to back to that eventually, but it, that's bad. You, you're the athletic director. You go do these interviews. You go out there and say, we're open for nil business. We are looking for our donors, tall and small to come help us out. We've got a system set up, reach out, go to this website, reach out to this person. They will get you in touch. And with your all's help, we can be one of the leaders in college athletics and nil with the system we've got set up. Not only is he not doing that, he's actually saying the opposite, talking about how cautious they need to be and how coaches disagree with him. Because again, <laughs> he only talks when the groundhog comes out and sees a shadow. So you don't really hear from him all that often. And he, 
what you know we we won't get and that's fine we've been talking about this nil stuff and mitch barnhart for a little while matt jones brings it up turns into a big deal he's got a big reach and a big audience what if he never does does that yeah yeah. Are, are, are we not in the – you and I, we're still doing this radio show and we're still wondering and we're still asking all these questions, but you don't have Mark Stoops go out there and do that. You, no, you no. have to just keep operating and moving on as business as usual. So, it, like, what again, this goes back to the how unorganized UK is, misorganization, as we call it here on Kentucky Roll Call. <laughs> it, it's a mess, and it is embarrassing for Mitch Barnhart. Like, at the, once the dust settles, Roush, this is what keeps happening. Once the dust settles, UK Athletics is fine. Players in the program are profiting off nil. Could it be better? I'm sure it probably could be. But mm-hmm. they're getting good players, Roush. They won 10 games last season. Basketball's doing just fine from a nil standpoint. But it's all this dust once it gets kicked up and you realize, like, why the hell is this going on? And if you had somebody that was maybe a little bit more progressive in the nil department, a little hungrier to hit the ground running in this and realizing the future of college athletics is probably going to be dependent on what you do in this regard, and you've got old slowpoke Mitch Barnhart dragging his feet time and time again to the point that you're having your football coach have to go on air, give some kind of gray area answers but at the end of the day, say, yes, you all can come on in. The water's just fine. Help us out, please. Yeah, it's and embarrassing. It is totally I, embarrassing. Yesterday was not a good day for Mitch Barnhart, and people are totally missing the point on all of this. And the my favorite part was Stoops was like, you know, our league, we aren't exactly known for always playing by the rules. Like, every – he's like, and now it's above board. He's like, I, I know players that I've been playing against that were getting paid under the table. Well, now it's above board. We need to be doing it, uh, Kobe Dean. Um, th- there's a lot of guys out there. Like this is what you're. This is what you're going up against. And instead of trying to weaponize it, like a lot of schools have for the last year. I mean, it's it, it really is. It took almost 365 days for and and a coach to have to go on the radio to ask, which uh, just. Felt unnecessary. Felt silly that we had to get to this point. But you know what? If it's whatever, if that's what it takes to be done, I saw Chris Collins, uh, one of the UK recruiters, who he he was a guy who got a lot of kids on campus, but um, a lot of those guys haven't made decisions yet. Uh, he tweeted out, "Thank you, God." Shortly after all that, wonder if that's no related or not. But uh, I, I I hope you get some some folks some uh, some happy assistance. Now that uh, there, there's some more people on board, yeah, you're. you're I mean, it, I guess at the end of the day, it's better than nothing to have this stuff out there. Like, sure, yes, we need that stuff out there. It, it's still hard to comprehend how, how Mitch we got here. isn't talking about this stuff. There's not like a website that you can go to. Uh, again, I think the big boosters probably have their they they have resources and people in, in touch with them frequently. The big money folks certainly, uh, yeah, not nothing that we would need to worry about here. Right. But this is like and again, the Mitch Barnhart defenders, God love them. I think their hearts in the right place, and it's not that people personally hate Mitch Barnhart, but everything he's built and everything he's done is co- totally and completely meaningless moving forward in the era of nil. 
It is. It just is totally and completely meaningless because this is what matters now. You need for the fundraising that people would need to do for new stadiums and new projects. You're putting that. You worry about that stuff in a different regard. That you're going to need to get more creative with that. Now you need to worry about the fundraising to get into nil pots. So once players get there, they know they got money waiting for them because this is capitalism, baby. People want the best opportunities, and the best opportunities often center around how much money they can get for them and their families. So Kentucky needs to be competitive. Well, and, and I don't think there's any reason Kentucky shouldn't be in the top 20 when it comes to nil money handed out to players. And, and the, I think that my my hot take facilities don't matter. I, I would if if I was big booster, none of my money would go to building anything new. It would go to getting money to these kids to get players. Um, I think totally, that matters. Totally agree. I think that matters more now. And in the the way that. Uh, like, and I think for a lot of these guys, it's just the feeling of your worth. You don't have to have a hundred thousand dollars or you know some exorbitant number. But if one school is going to offer me something and the other school is going to offer me nothing, then I think that school wants me more and is going to treat me better. Like because there's a they're they're at least putting some of your worth into dollars and cents. And, yeah, and I think Stoops kind of summed it up. Like, we're not if, – if people are coming here just for the money, they're in it for the wrong reasons. But there, there's a delicate balance of that. You need to right. know, you need to get the right person that's going to be a good team player, want to work, get better, that sort of stuff. And also they're going to get a lot of money. It, you know, this it doesn't need to be – One or the other. It can, you can, exactly. it can be both. J- Jacob, you got something? Yeah, um, Rash, I get what you're saying when you say you don't need, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars for these recruits. But honestly, I think you do in the way it's going. Like, everybody else's nil is up there. And, like, the way Kentucky football is shifting towards a top 15, top 10 program, you're going to need that money to get five stars, which is what we're shooting for now. If if I'm not mistaken, we want the best of the best at this point. And if these recruits are going to go out to Oregon and – Alabama and Georgia, they're going to get thousands and thousands of dollars, which we just don't have to throw around. I would just say, Jacob, like you're right. You want to get there eventually. But I also think the dollar figures for a lot of these things are a little uh, inflated because we only hear about so-and-so making the million-dollar deals. Where I think on average, the, 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 the financial packages are much smaller. Uh, than what you would think. That, that, that's where I'm getting at. Like, you just need to be competitive. Even because, like, even even for the, um, uh, you know, the lower star guys, like, you've got to be able to to be competitive. I, I, guess, I guess that's my point. Is it, it, it needs to be there not just for the, the million-dollar deals for Joe Quarterback. Let's, uh, let's put a pin on this. This is a good discussion. I want to have more of it. I know the Thornton's text line will bring up more conversations and topics about this. We'll do that when we return for hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob will be back after this.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, 961 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Friday, getting ready for their weekend. Keep the text coming in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's where you text in, we read it on air. We have talked NBA Summer League because that was a topic of conversation. Uh, what seemed to be a coordinated media um, attack on Calipari about one Summer League game was an interesting thing that happened last evening. Of course, we talked Mark Stoops and his comments yesterday and what that means for UK nil, Mitch Barnhart, all that sort, all that sort of stuff. We'll continue that in hour number two, I'm sure. Roush, what else should we get to today? Hmm. Um, we can talk a little recruiting. Should we? Should we? Should we sprinkle that in some? It's kind of related um, to all of this anyway. Um, okay. What do we got? Well, we got an announcement tomorrow. Uh, the big guy Kobe Keenum is going to announce his decision. Uh, it's between Kentucky and Louisville. Uh, Louisville eats first. In June, but in July, they might be eaten last. Uh, and this is a guy, TJ, who he, he pops in the rivals rankings. He's he's listed at – I've seen him listed at tackle, center, and guard. He'll play center at Kentucky. And uh, even if you, you aren't going to get excited right away, Luckett was like, yeah, this guy, he's going to be – he's going to come in and start for like two or three years, be compete to be all SEC. Like he he's just – he's the, the right fit. He checks all the boxes. He's going to be really good. That that's going to be an exciting addition. I know folks don't always get pumped up for uh, kind of you know some might see as just like a middle three star guy, but to beat Louisville for uh, somebody who could be a starter on your offensive line for many many years would would be a big deal. So that's uh, he he's announcing his decision uh, in Alabama at his high school tomorrow at noon Eastern time. So something to keep an eye on this weekend. Kobe Keenum, it'll be a nice time addition for the Cats. Uh, everything I've read to seems like he's a good kid, good teammate, going to push people in the weight room, stuff like that. So that's good. That's what you want out of your center. Uh, Mike Rutherford does the Mike Rutherford show three to six on Big X Sports Radio. He says that when he picks UK on Saturday, UK media is going to make, uh, going to blow it up, make it a much bigger deal than it is because. It'll be a recruiting win over Louisville. How how do you blow it up more so than with like what are, are we do, we're just going to share pictures of him throwing L's down and that's going to be us blowing up, right? I I don't I don't I mean I don't know like <laughs> I don't I don't I don't because yes it's fun to beat your rival but I don't know how you can pound your chest more so. Um, well, Unless I mean, he has some sort of quotes about like talking trash about, well, like, I'm not changing my, I'm not deviating from what I normally do in my recruiting coverage. I'll probably talk some trash, but like, you know, it'd be like what one more tweet that I normally send. 
that's the, like first off, UK probably more so than just about anywhere, with a few minor exceptions, celebrates offensive linemen commitments more than just about anywhere. It, yep. it, 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 so one, that's why they get good ones. Yes, and they have for multiple multiple classes now. Secondly, it, it's a recruit like it's the number three player at his position. That's something worth getting excited about, regardless of who you beat out for him. And yes, correct. <laughs> rival fan base will be happy it lands player over rival fan base, <laughs> and U of L would do nothing different. I don't, I, yeah, uh, yeah, that's how it works, Mike. <laughs> so it, it, it makes me kind of want to just go turn into it a hundred percent and just go way over the top with it, like treat it like Julius Randall recommitted to UK. Make it the biggest deal of all time with commitments. Uh, so, can you think you're on your old website? You could have like ten to fifteen stories on it. We can try. Um, I, I don't know. It, we'll we'll definitely have another if he does like L's down or something because that's just a fun picture to go around. But yeah. I... <laughs> oh yeah, he's the one in that one picture that that we what, was it an L's down? Was it not an uh-huh. L's down? Yeah, and I I was like, ah, you know, that seems like maybe that's a little over the top. Oh no, we're we're we gotta bring that back up. L's down for life. He knew it when he was on his visit. If you can find the if you can find their podcast, I do remember they talked about like this could this could really blow up in Roush's face if he commits to U of L and they have to do like you know I think they were really gonna rub it in your face, buddy, if he had committed to U of L. So glad you're not having to deal with that. These people, man, they, they just – every little thing they can take and run with, they do. I mean, it's just – it is blasphemous, man. It's just so annoying. It's crazy. It's and you crazy. had to deal with them for, for how long were you were you with with uh, the Rutherford show? Three, Three days. days. <laughs> and I, I like Mike. Mike's a good guy. He's just – I'm not even really directing this at Mike at all. It's just these Louisville fans, man. Just calm them down. God. <laughs> you don't know nothing yet, intern Jake. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just wait till they're in your mentions. And, and then and we wait till it's just gonna be good. it's gonna be oh well we have a better class right now. Well, no one cares. <laughs> On the graphic yesterday, Roush, at the uh, at the end of the game last year, I it says first time in school history, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. I'll read below. I'll, you've got my attention, and it was for UK, and it was the first time they have beaten U of L three years in a row by thirty plus points. Hmm. I was like, oh, okay, so that that I bet that hadn't happened in program history before. Because how do you for three straight years? Just clobber your rival by 30 points. And Man. I'd say there's a decent chance, unless Satterfield just, you know, tries to play a little stall ball, probably a decent chance it's going to be four years of 30 point plus beatdowns. The worst part, too, is that the score doesn't, it's not indicative of how bad of a blowout it was. Uh, my buddy had it on, and it was 48 to seven with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Basically, the whole game, like you, you had a fourth of the game not played, and you were down forty-eight to seven. 
Like, yeah, U of L scored with what, like six seconds left? Something, yeah, something ridiculous. It was like, oh, come on, really? Well, good choice by Keenum picking the Cats over the cards. Uh, guessing he probably not a fan of three consecutive 30-point beatdowns. Mm. And who can blame the young man? Get your text into the, Thor- into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's is the place to go for gasoline and for delicious midday treats, mid-morning treats, or maybe dinner, yet an early dinner, you're rushing, you're still hungry, pop into Thornton's, they have it all, and then pop into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We ended hour one talking nil, mm-hmm. Mitch Barnhart, paying for players. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I was a little confused with the back and forth between Roush and intern Jacob. Uh, Intern Jacob saying that players are going to need a lot of money. Roush, kind uh, of disagree. Like we're all well, on the same page that players are going to need money, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just trying to get across the point that you've got to do the bare minimum first, and that's even just having some throwing around money for three-star recruit Joe. Like Christian like Conyer is the example of you. You, you've got to at least be in the game. You know, you, you. That, that that was kind of where my my thought process was going. Jacob is I'm with you. You're gonna uh, eventually the big money um, the big money packages have to be there for certain people. But um, you know we, we you gotta lay the base too. Is uh, I, I guess what I was trying to get at is don't forget about the little guys as well because they're gonna be making deals when once they get to campus as well. Right, and I I 100% agree with that. I'm just saying, like, this whole conversation we've been having for the past week, at least, and it's just been repeating the fact that money is not in the right places, but people are trying to give, I guess. Is that what we're really getting at? And be there. We just don't know how to get it. Yeah, it's the opportunity is there. It's just not organized properly. Um, where and, and the the your base, your giving base isn't doesn't know how exactly to go about doing that. And I and I think that's what the last kind of twenty four hours has been about. Like, hey, we've just got to be better organized in our in our efforts because. Where it's really Jacob, the the big one you brought up, and or like you you talk about for these five star guys, where it's really going to be important, and that's why Will Will Levis is such a significant player for Kentucky because he can be the ultimate transfer portal and nil success story, you know. And he is he he's been the face of it. If he has a big year this year, Kentucky can basically pick who they want at quarterback. And that's that's incredibly important because they've swung and missed so many times from the high school ranks. Like you've you've got to they they haven't hit home runs there. But if this this could be the perfect home run to start off the new era of college football, where you've got a kid from the transfer portal who has a ton of nil deals. Uh, I, I found out when he did a signing in Harlan, he signed a truck and a miner's helmet. So like. He's he's doing it all, done it all, and he can really be a poster child for what you can offer to the next guy um, who, who's going to be probably starting quarterback next fall for Kentucky. 
Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I guess I just don't know enough about it to really have an in-depth take about it, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Hey, well, that's all right. That's, that's, I think a lot of people are confused by it. That's part of the issue with all this is that we're a year into it and we're having the head football coach have to go on radio shows, not ours, unfortunately, have to go on radio shows and basically beg rich people to give more money. That, that's unacceptable for UK's athletic department. I, I would, I, maybe for like a middle school athletic department, I could see a parent-teacher conference where they're like, hey, and for the last year, we've had the Wildcat Fund open for parents to give to help our athletic department, and so far we haven't gotten so much. And people will be like, well, we never knew about the Wildcat Fund. You never posted about the Wildcat Fund. You never told us about the Wildcat Fund. And you'd wonder why that would that was. You could understand that for a middle school or an elementary school. You could not understand that for one of the most profitable athletic departments in college sports. It's unacceptable. I don't. You can think that Mitch Barnhart's the best person, best AD in the world. He has transformed UK athletics, and we're happy about that. But he also rules with his with his uh, heart, and not always with his brain. And I think that's why Kentucky's a little behind in nil. I have loved, and I think it's important, and it doesn't get enough attention, that Roush has heard from coaches and they have said, hey, we don't think nil has really cost us anybody. We still want to get in front of it. We still want to be competitive. We still want to be good in it, blah, blah, blah. But it, no need to panic just yet. That's good. Yeah, though. Maybe Mitch Barnhart being a year late hasn't cost us Roush as much as maybe we thought it did. But unacceptable, moving forward, let's all get on the same page and let's make sure UK is as competitive as they should be. This is a new horizon. You can take off if you want to. We don't want to get left behind, that's for sure. I just, if I'm Mark Stoops, and like he was at the U in Free Shoes University and he gets to Kentucky, they make all this stuff legal and he spends a year trying to find the right words so that his boss will let him do stuff legally. Like instead of he he can't use the word nil collective. Instead they're using the the term you can use your pre-funded endorsement marketing dollars. You can spend them on players. It's like nobody's ever put those words together and won. That's a nice fun little bit of semantics that'll make Mitch feel less bad about using nil well you know it's not a collective it's pre-funded and endorsement marketing dollars it's like come on really why are we jumping through these hoops it feels very unnecessary yeah i i I, my my opinions on it are pretty clear i i do think it's pretty frustrating i don't think it I, i don't think this is just like nothing i think this is actually something that needs to be talked about and discussed I think Mitch should be asked about it, when that will happen, who he will be asked by, who knows. But why is your head coach, head football coach, going on radio shows, giving people the green light, letting people know what's allowed, what's not allowed, and Mm -hmm. begging for big business? Yeah. yeah, That's also another small thing is I – oh, boy. It's going to be – it's probably going to happen, too. When Mitch Barnhart comes out, too, and asks for, like, the average fan – 
and and even the average fan, you can donate to the blah 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 by going when they, when they get their finally get their ducks in a row and they get all this stuff figured out and they're gonna. Yeah, I was wondering this the other day. I got another. I get them like four times a year. I get it. I get it from St. X. I get it from UK. Mm-hmm. Asking for more money. It's why are you asking? Why like why are you asking me? Like why are you asking folks like me? John Calipari raves about how his players have gotten billions of dollars. Go get money from them. They they could cut you off something that is nothing to them that I won't give you in my lifetime. Like stop nickel and diming me and go go take from the other folks. But when Mitch Barnhart eventually comes around for the average fan to give into the nil spot, it's so mm. BS the position they put people and fans like ourselves. Because on the one hand, we want UK football. We we ha- we are happy to see UK football take the step forwards that it has. And we're happy to do what we can to keep this going. But on the flip side, Mitch Barnhart can't even let us just have a beer at a game. Here, here's a great way to save face, TJ. And I did I mention this on? I don't know. I, I talk so much. I I don't know where I say. Yeah, about eleven anymore. personnel was taking a break, and the next thing I see, a lot new eleven personnel. Yep, we we snuck up on you, uh, Mitch. Should sell beer with all proceeds going to UK's nil efforts. Boom, two birds, one stone. No, he'll just never do it. He'll never. <laughs> he'll never do it. That would encourage drinking. And hey, he did. I, I did see Mitch Barnhart. He did. It wasn't a media appearance, but he he was on BBN tonight for the new UK Hall of Fame class. I bet BBN tonight's going to ask some of the hard hitting questions. <laughs> uh, Keenan Burton is the the notable name in there. I remember Kelsey Nunley. She was very good softball player. They had another track star, but uh, not not a ton of the. Uh, the, the 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 major sports kind of figures that you'd recall. Uh, just Ke- Keenan Burton was the the big name that I think a pot for most fans in this year's class. Happy for Keenan Burton was a star at Manual, a star at UK, and uh, that was a pretty sick receiving core the Cats had with him mm-hmm. and Petey Johnson and then, yeah Tammy and he just couldn't stay healthy. Biden. If yeah, he just stayed and, healthy, man. Oh, the, that senior healthy. year he was out. He was out quite a few games. That Mississippi State one really sticks out. And I want to say he didn't play against LSU either. That, that may, I think you may be right. And then, uh, you know, how dare I not bring up Dickie Lyon Jr. as well, part of that receiving core. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was, that was solid. That was yeah. good, good times. And, you know, the funny thing is, good times, that team beats the number one team in the country. They, they finished the season with eight wins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mark, Mark, Mark Stoops has uh, had two more twice. So it's, it even goes to show. And that's another thing, too, is that, like, while we praise Mitch for how he's built up the athletic program, you know, he totally halted the initial UK football momentum. And I do think there's a world where you wonder if UK keeps building under Rich Brooks and they keep succeeding and then they don't have the fire sale dip of the Joker Phillips era. Does make you wonder that does UK re- all it was was commitment into football. It's uh, it's no surprise mm-hmm. you had to you had to find the right guy to or you had to find a guy that works. Mark Stoops has worked recruiting all that blah blah blah. But is it really a surprise once UK put money into the football program eight years later, nine years later, Roush? We've seen results. Like it it, it, it was kind of that simple, and mm-hmm. it took a long time to do that. So, 
it's not all roses and sunshine. I've also seen some UK fans. I, I, I want I want everybody's take on this, and then we can go to our last break. But I want everybody's take on this. And and Justin, you can do yours from an IU perspective. But as UK fans, and for all three of us that are UK fans here, UK alumni or soon to be UK alumni. I've seen this take. I've seen it disputed. I've seen that people agree with it. I, UK football and basketball, if they're top 10 programs, I could not care less about any of the other sports. You could finish 95th in the Learfield Director Cup standings. But if UK football and basketball are competing for national championships more years than not, or, you know, just in the hunt or in the conversation more years than not. I'm a happy camper around the horn to intern Jacob. Yeah, I'm kind of on that boat. Um, it's not high school anymore, TJ. We, I'm not really connected to any other sport, but football and basketball. That's really what I prioritize. That's what I, that's what I research. That's what I know the most about. I go to all the games in that aspect, football and basketball. So I'm going to be more passionate about those two sports. Um, I would add, though, I wouldn't mind seeing the baseball team thrive a little bit more than they have just because of how the baseball program has been built over the past couple years and how we brought in some more people that were supposed to change things up and that just really hasn't happened. But uh, all in all, yeah, basketball and football is really all I'm giving my, uh, my time to. All right, so we've got one misogynistic pig. Roush, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm also, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to squeal. Um, no, don't get me wrong. I get very excited and I will watch, like, I, I enjoy watching the UK softball team in the postseason. I enjoy watching the UK volleyball team. Hell, I'll, I'll watch quite a few of their regular season games when they're on doing their midweek games on SEC network. But I, I mean, it's just a fun little sideshow. You know, I, 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 I hate, I don't want it to just summarize all their efforts into just that. But for me as a person who's got a kid and another one coming, a lot of stuff going on, my effort and energy is going to be best served, you know, with teams competing for national titles. So for me, it's a little more tricky because with Indiana football, them competing or being in the conversation every year is just not realistic. And and that's not me being a Debbie Downer. That's me being a realist. Like, Indiana football will never get to the point where they compete. So, for me, I'm good with just basketball. And, and not just men, the women's basketball. I watched quite a few of their games as well. They've really been a lot better than the men the past few years, if we're being honest. So, for me, you can just toss out football, and I'm good with just basketball and, and don't care about any of the other sports. So, it, it does it, – it brings you back to – have you, gosh, I'm not going to get into that. It brings you back to what's the role of an athletic director? What's the point of an athletic director? If it's across the board here with pretty average fans, above average fans, a media member, I guess. Across the board, the sports I care about, those are the sports I care about. Now, in this hypothetical, if you're playing a sport, if you're competitive, you want your team that you root for to be good at it so if UK was tops in football and basketball I'm sure I'd still get frustrated with UK baseball women's basketball all these other sports mm -hmm. 
but it does kind of bring back what's the point in the role of an athletic director? Should it be, hey, we're going all in on these two sports. It's our money makers. What happens after that happens after that. Or should it be an athletic director's job? My job is to direct the athletics. That means all athletics. And I'm going to treat this one equally as I treat this one. I know, I, mean, I know what Mitch Barnhart would say. Yeah, I know, and and I know we we heard him say it. You know, when he was talking, he had the facilities answer to John Hale, and he's like, "Well, the tennis team they've wanted one for 15 years now," and it's like, "I well, good for them that they can keep wanting one because it's more important to give one to the basketball or football program than is the tennis. That's just the way, you know, it's the way it is." Yeah. So it's it's an and again. Football, Mitch Barnhart eventually came around, made the investment. We can all wonder what took so long, but eventually it happened. Good. We see the results. Basketball, I think it's kind of been steady as it goes for the most part. There's been some new facilities. There's been some new updates. Um, Rupp Arena took too long to get that ball rolling, but that's there was other dynamics going into all that. That's fine. Whatever. Now it's almost like you just hit the reset button on everything, and it's new nil era. What are you doing to invest in nil? What are you doing to show you care about nil? What are you doing to show that UK is going to be a big player in nil? Sound like a broken record with all this stuff, but it is important because athletic programs are going to kind of rise and fall in this new conference realignment. There's a new struggle for power. Sounds like a Game of Thrones teaser, but it is all real. And I just want to make sure the person leading the charge is hungry and not having to put out a head football coach to explain kind of what's happening. And really, all things considered, confuse people more. While it's nice to know that like big businesses can get involved, people like Kirby, do we just go buy t-shirts, Kirby? Do we buy some new coffee mugs? Or what, what do we do? Because I don't have $150,000 to give to UK Athletics. Let's take our last break. We will wrap up the show with the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Trade. Dick Roush, Intern Jacob, and Justin Kalen bringing that fire on your Friday. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Man candy is a disgusting phrase that you should never use, but yet they use that at Duke, and it's appalling, and they should stop. What if your fiancé called you man candy? I would tell her to stop. What if like, when when you were courting her, she was like, you're a nice piece of man candy? I I would tell her to stop. (laughs) That made me really uncomfortable. You would be smitten. You would be smitten. Can we turn off his mic, Trevor? That made me really uncomfortable. (laughs) You know know, you're uncomfortable with being considered man candy? Yeah, yeah, that's just weird. I think we have a new I nickname for Nick. Yeah, I think it's endearing. That's Nick Rouse. He's Mr. Man Candy. Yeah, they call me Mandy. Man, give me Man Boy on Twitter, but then you have me Man Candy Boy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's Nick Roush. He's part of Kentucky Roll Call with his friends, TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob. One Sorry, Ralph. On your Friday. 
what are you saying sorry for Roush for? Uh, so Trevor told me that he hate, absolutely hates that rejoin. So, Oh. Uh, I don't hate it that much. I mean, okay. that's oh, that, he's just saying that though, because he says if he hates it so much, we're gonna that's keep true. playing. I'll keep playing it. Yeah, I, right. honestly, I just I like this song coming back because it reminded me of Heavyweights, a, a, a movie that Jacob added to the list. Heavyweights, you're gonna love it. You're gonna absolutely love it. Okay, I can do that. But you know what uh, makes you look like Man Candy? What? Shady Rays. Oh, you know, uh, wow. Shady Rays, go get your pair. Use code Big X, twenty five percent off at checkout. You're getting the great quality for the low price, and you can't beat it. Uh, you lose them, you break them. Replacement prayer for absolutely nothing. Maybe a little shipping cost, but that's about it. Wow. <laughs> maybe maybe you, you know, absolutely nothing except it may actually be a little <laughs> something, but not not important and you're absolutely right about that and you did a great job intern jacob because it is it's uh, it's the deal of a century it's the quality with it's your your all-star quality with your price that you see sometimes at gas stations uh the difference is these are much nicer and polarized too which is huge it's all you can really ask for most sunglasses is having polarized to help your eyes with the sun uh and if something happens to them you're right you're going to get the replacement pair and that is why not why wouldn't you want why if you're going to get sunglasses wouldn't you want to make sure that if something happens to yours that you're going to be able to get another pair and it's a kentucky company you can use promo code big x and save 25 percent and you're helping feed hungry kids in America. There's really no reason not to wow. air Shady Rays. TJ, I, I know why Jacob brought his A game today, too. It's because he told me earlier in this week, he's like, well, technically all my internship hours are done after this week. So <laughs> Jacob's trying to – from we basically, if we fire him from this point forward, he's like, well, fine by me. I've got all my hours. I'm good. Well, that – it makes sense because so I was actually sitting here thinking, man, my days are really numbered. Jacob with an unprovoked ad read, like good grief, <laughs> what a pro! It's impressive, you know. Justin doesn't do that in no, never. Uh, well done, <laughs> but uh, we can. Yeah, Roush, I got uh, after this week. I'm technically done. I got to write my little uh, little final paper there, and I oh, can, I can really, really ditch you guys. You, we we need to once you submit your paper, you need to submit to your bosses for us to grade it as well. Not just your teacher, but your bosses as well. Well, there's like a, a it's Tom Fallbush that has to do it, but I haven't I'm, really been working under him, so he might send it to you guys. I, I'm just saying, I we need to grade it as well. That that might be something we do on air at some point. Yeah, just from a radio, <laughs> we're gonna have to read that paper. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, nobody yeah, gave the uh, halfway point paper. Yeah, we yeah, never got it. I never, we never even got to read the halfway point paper. I'll yeah, what the hell That's on Scoots there. I'll, I'll send it over to you guys. Jacob, can I give you a piece of advice, though? Take the L out of media on, on the top part. It's word media, not world. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, my bad. That's okay. Oh, let's get to this Thorn Sex on 502-414-1450. Speaking of nil, how much money would you be willing to do a belly? F how much money would you be willing to do a belly flop off a high dive? Oh, it would be very little money. I, I'm, I'm a big belly flop guy. Yeah, it, it, a 20 probably. And I'm coming <laughs> in. Uh, uh, however much money I could get for it, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the correct answer. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you would have to do the me. No, come on. No, you, you know you gotta gotta blade him up. Really help help for the buildup. But yeah, it's it's just a belly flop. It's only a little temporary pain. We'll sting. Yeah, you'll be all right. A texture says, please. Oh, and also, that was, that was from a Plumley bro, which makes me think he's not listening because he, he got called out for his text the other the other day and had no response to that call out. So hmm. if you if you're not listening, we you know you, we you can get put on the hot seat in terms of getting your text read. Hmm. So watch it, Plumley bro. A texture says, please explain what exactly closing is when it comes to recruiting, getting a commitment. Yes. Um, now what does it take? I don't know, but that's kind of, it's like you're a salesman, you have people interested and you need to find a way to close, to seal the deal, to get the contract signed. It's not, you know, it's it's very similar to how things work in the business world, finding out what your client wants, um, and, and prioritizes and convincing them that you're the best person to get them to where they want to go to 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 reach those goals that they have in mind. But he's Kenny Payne's not closing. No ABCs for KP. Nope. But Dexter says, I'm only ever triggered by your temperature takes. If we can agree that 75 is the base level ideal temp for being outside, I would 100 times out of 100 rather it be 90 than 60 being 15 degrees in either direction. I just cannot stand being cold or chilly. I'll stay. I'll just stay inside in the heat. That is such a wild, wild way to look at it. Couldn't you wild just stay inside in the warm? But sixty is sixty is so much better than ninety. Well, it's not even funny. And the thing is, two texture is just fifteen degrees in one direction. You can do nothing to cool yourself down. Like you're the only thing you could do is to pour water on you to somehow cool your body at 90 degrees or I guess take your shirt off. But even then you're still just going to be sweating in 90 degrees. Whereas if it's 60 and you're a little chilly, Oh, there's these things called long sleeves. You put them on and they keep you warm. They keep you from being chilly. You have that option. You do not have that option when it's 90 degrees outside. You're just stuck in it. Nope. Scoot. And none of the, none of the producers. I got nothing. 60 uh, and sunny is far better than 90. Yeah. You, it's not, you, all, it's not close. you all know where I stand, so. All I right, know, so. but you just have no rebuttal because you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no talking any sense into you all. You're not going to enjoy 90-degree <laughs> weather. So, would, that's all. Would, that, guys? No sense into us. Would be cool if Oscar could wear number nine. Unfortunately, college refs can't figure out the numerical hand signals that NBA refs have been using for decades. Well, you don't want to make things too complicated for college refs. They have a tough enough time. Yeah. As it is. And yeah, so Oscar uh, wanted to wear number nine, representing wanting to win UK's ninth national championship. So unable to, because you can't wear numbers above five in college sports, college basketball, I should say. And so instead, he's just hanging number nines all around his dorm room. I love it. This is Oscar. What a guy. And I've seen UK basketball. Like, they're, really, they're really kind of embracing title or bust, which 
I love it. I'm all for it. I think they're kind of just trying to play the hits to the fans, and they know that championships are important to fans. But you had the official Twitter account tweet out that Oscar's only missing one more trophy, and it's the national championship trophy, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm all cool with that, but if you're going to do that stuff, don't go losing in the first round. Like, you, you, you got to go make a run. If, you're, if it's championship or bust, well, let's get back to the Final Four for the first time in a long time. So I'm 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 for it. I love it, but you got to back it up. Talk the talk, walk the walk, baby. Walk it like I talk it. Please post a link to Tommy Tank's audio when Sean made the subdued call. That's obviously for the Rutherford show. <laughs> oh man, Kirby says apologize for not following up on uh, Brendan's catch twenty three. Pretty good. Took our regional manners there and enjoyed the mozzarella crust on the salad and service. No rubies, but definitely it's a nice spot. So yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. But it, I, I, I consider it more seafood, which I guess rubies technically is because their seafood is unbelievable as well. But for like a seafood place, it's a nice. It's one of the nicer seafood places in Louisville, I would say. TJ, how much money would you have to get paid to do a, a hall brawl game from the challenge with Miles Garrett? Uh, I, again, how much, you know, I need even like a starting off point. Probably $10,000 minimum. Say so that feels like a good starting off point for something like that, where you just know you're physically going to be beat up. And... Oh, yeah, I'm getting hurt. Like, I'm yeah. definitely getting hurt. Hopefully, not like breaking my neck or getting ideally not a concussion. But, like, you know, just take a good pop. Maybe a shoulder gets hurt. What if they do challenge rules where if you lose to him, you lose all your money? Are you doing it still? Justin, I'm not beating Miles Garrett in a hall brawl. <laughs> I have faith in you, buddy. Well, you're the only one. Yeah, you're – it, it would It would. not even David had worse odds against Goliath. <laughs> Roush, you strike me as the guy who 100% rocked the orange Nike Hyper Dunks with your shorts down to the ground for the sales when you played. Well, pull me, bro. They were Hirachis at the time. And uh, so similar, the Nike Elites. Uh, those were great shoes. So nice. I think I got three pair of them. Just kept wearing them year after year. Uh, but no, they weren't. They weren't. I mean, they were big shorts. But I mean, I could only. I was wearing the biggest shorts we had because I was the biggest guy. So, like, it's different. It's like it's when the little guy wears the big guy's shorts. That's when it would look silly. I did not look that silly. No, that was I just mean, the style back then, the big shorts. You still look silly today, so I have a hard time believing you didn't hey when when you were 17, 16. A texter said, would you rather drink a high noon or a white claw? Who cares? White claw. High I mean, who cares? Either one. They're the yeah, same. I don't really – yeah. Um, I, don't, I, don't, right. I wouldn't say they're the same thing. But like I'm only drinking one of them anyway. I'm not I'm not housing a bunch of them. You're having the same experience drinking either. Mm, true. You know, it's like yeah. there you can have like wine nights, you can have beer days, you can even have IPA beer days, you can drink the hard stuff. If you're having like a high noon or white claw, they're interchangeable days. Whatever that day is, it's the same day. It's mm -hmm. generally hanging out with a bunch of girls. Oh, uh, which isn't bad. <laughs> Alex from Colga here. Happy oh. Friday, mis amigos. I've got the deets on the Rex butt whooping. So if you're a listener, you know what this is referencing to a couple of days ago. 
It's a little Stranger Things-esque. It's a long story, so I'm going to read it pretty quickly. It was the summer going into their junior year. My dad's best friend, who played basketball, transferred from Owensboro High to Apollo. After that, the best friends and Rex became buddies and began hanging out with my dad. My dad said immediately after hanging out with Rex, he was just an instant, arrogant, smart butt. Well, for the first 31 years I've been on this earth, my dad has never been one to tolerate smart butts, a character trait I assumed he developed in his youth. Well, he said one day they were hanging out at a party, and my dad just had had enough of the smart butt comments. And my dad said, looked at him, said that he looked, that Rex looked at him the wrong way, and it was on. Threw him against a wall and just started pummeling. He said everyone at the party was like, do you know who he is? He's going to be in the NBA. And my dad said, I know who he is, and I don't give a F. He's a little you-know-what. After that, Rex left bloodied, and the party continued. <laughs> That's fantastic. What a story. I hope Rex doesn't hear this and go back and press charges. Oh, that could be bad. I think the statute of limitations is up. Oh, thank you. Thanks for sharing, Alex. We no, great story. It. Another texter says, TJ Sam Vicini clarified what he meant about the Ty Ty spacing thing. He was not bashing Cal. It's a fact. Ty Ty had to play with three other guys who could not shoot while he was on the court that did impact spacing and, and maybe limited Ty Ty's ability as a driver. Sam Vicini is a good writer, and I think he's being taken out of context. He did not. Any People always just cry and i'm not saying this is about you texter but people i'm saying this about sam vicini people always cry out of context and i'm i'm sure i've done it before because when you when you've been tweeting for as long it's bound to happen but generally it's when you make a bad take when you have to clarify something with six other tweets you were in the wrong on your initial tweet like you were in the wrong you didn't do a good job if you have to like outline it six times because you're getting blown up you did a poor job in your initial tweet. And also let's let's stop with this narrative that he played he had three non-shooters with him. Severe Wheeler and Oscar could not shoot. Keon Brooks spread the floor a ton and he could shoot. Toppin, not as much, but Toppin didn't get a ton of minutes. And but also, you know, Oscar loved that elbow jumper too. It's not like he was exclusively back to the basket on the block. The reason why it's an outlandish take on top of all that, additionally is the fact that Ty Ty thrived before he got hurt. So how can we complain about his spacing for a dude who was looking like a top 10 draft pick, then he gets hurt, and then things start to not go well? It's not like the spacing all of a sudden changed. His injury changed. Come on. Sometimes the easiest solution is the right one. I just, in all of this, the fact that he, he's Ty Ty, he's getting all the way to the rim. It's like, well, that was two, he was two of six. So he obviously didn't do that enough. That was his biggest knock, period, was finishing through contact at the rim. And he had seven points in a summer league game. Like that one summer league game does not take away the body of evidence that we got from a year. Like, oh, he did it once in a summer league game. Well, you know what? He did it once in like over a stretch of games, but it wasn't consistent enough. That was the problem. You can't. When consistency is the problem, you can't just all of a sudden say, wow, he fixed that all because of one NBA Summer League game. Like, that's, just yeah, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. It was one game. Jacob, what do you got? We got to be quick, though. Uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so I saw you're unmuted, and I just figured, hey, let's oh, let Jacob bad. fire away. 
I, no, no worries. If you're uh, if you got something to say, unmute yourself. We'll throw it to you. I don't understand why, but for some reason, U of L media thinks that U of L is God's gift to college athletics. Oh yeah, the SEC conference stuff is so hilarious. Mm, uh, so I funny. think they realize kind of their position, but they're just trying to rationalize it. Um, in reality, just the rest of the world doesn't look down on college at U of L's athletic program like like they think they do. Uh, Texture says, Cal is the only coach that is held to this standard by NBA media, most of whom don't watch any college basketball. Yeah, it is so strange. Nobody else well, would say that about any other player. Nobody would up to this point. It's because Cal doesn't let them just do whatever they want with his NBA players. They want all yeah. the access. Like, it's just, it's silly. Principal nil stands from Barnhart make no sense. Even if he's right, can the NCAA punish 100 schools based on conference realignment? Who's to say the NCAA isn't afraid the schools will leave them? Oh, and there's a good chance. Like, once the Big Ten and the SEC get to 20 teams and maybe the Big 12 gets to 20 teams, uh, the the separation completely from the NCAA is the next thing that's going to happen because they're going to see that NCAA tournament money and they're just going to be like, well, what if – we cut out the middleman here and we split this money among the conferences. So just that's, that's coming too. But yes, Texter, you're, you're spot on. Massive mistake by Cal to recruit 18-year-old Devin Booker instead of 24-year-old Devin Booker. Huge mistake. What was he thinking? <laughs> Good text into the show. Uh, I like uh, that as well. Would you say the whole nil thing has been Mitch managed? It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, I'm putting some blame on the crafts. No reason they shouldn't have dropped 20 million into a friends of Cole nil bucket the second this started. I mean, but the thing is, they have like they've done stuff, but it, you can't just go back to the same well over and over and over again. And if you look at the names of the buildings, Kentucky's gone back to that well quite a few times. So um, Cole keeps the lights on for a while, but um, not renewable resource, TJ. In all seriousness, I do think the Crafts played a role in the Oscar uh, mm -hmm. stuff. So the Crafts have done a lot. I know I think you were just making the joke more than anything. But, yeah, and I'm sure that they are going to continue to help. Uh, it'd be nice. I'm sure they're in the same spot, though, of like, hey, what can we do and what we cannot do? Just kidding. I'm sure UK has been keeping up, uh, keeping the crafts up to date with how they can take their money. Lou Media hyped up the Kobe recruitment originally, saying they eat first when he switched his dates. Beautiful point, Texter. Totally mm -hmm. agree with you. They were, they were, yeah. So, look, you have all thing in the world. They could like they throw. They're the kids that throw a ball at somebody, and then when somebody throws the ball back, they go home and wind the mommy. Oh, we, got, man. we got a couple long ones here, so let's keep them moving. John here, good TGI morning to all. Man, guys, listening to you talk about the nil situation with the program sounds like we definitely need to do something different. But I'm wondering, when is it too much money for players at a college level? What is the highest amount of money you would give a player at the college level? Should there be a cap for all programs in college athletics? Please let me say I do not necessarily believe that, we, that this would be the step we should take, but just – as much as the program's not doing nil properly, I think that the nil situation in general is out of control in the world of college athletics. We'll got to go talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Yeah, a load of question, John. Um, I don't think there should be a cap on it. If they put a cap on it, I'm fine with that as well. But the whole point of nil, or at least the innocent virgin rationale of it was, hey, this player is going to school, they're playing sports, and this 
product wants to sponsor them, sure. Why can't they not? They can go get the sponsor. And what has this turned into is sponsors just saying, we'll give X amount of money to program boosters with their businesses and you all do what you want with it. So while its idea was pure, we all knew that this is where it was going to go. So players will get what they're worth and water is going to eventually find its level. People are going to make bad investments and be more hesitant to do that moving forward because folks love their money. They There's certainly not do. Infinite, not an infinite amount of it either. As much Yeah, as eventually the the market will adjust. Uh, yeah. People will not just be dumping their money into nothing. Cool. Fellers, unfortunately, Mac, uh, Conyers' scoop about running into his dad last season came to fruition. Also, one of y'all said about his cold circle pushing to Tennessee makes sense because when he was talking to my friend, he seemed really, really happy about him going to UT. Roush, I was seeing Stewart was going to FSU until after Conyers committed to Tennessee. Then the crystal balls came in for UK. Does Conyers' commitment have anything to do with Stewart's? Hope you'll have a good weekend. That was from Levi. Um, it could. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, but like, who, who's to say that um, they freed up some salary cap space? I don't know. I, I don't know. But it, that right around that time is when you started seeing a lot of the Stewart picks come in. Although I think the initial one from Wilt Fong was at noon on. No, it, 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 it was that. It was after Conyers' commitment. So yeah, maybe they do have something to do with each other. And John, go back to John Sex. One last thing about the nil. Like, the only thing, again, it seems like UK is kind of operating and things are going okay. They could be better. Just get everybody on the same page and have the athletic director do it. I think that, Mm -hmm. at a minimum, is not asking too much. I'm not saying that, like, you need to disband everything and start from scratch and just have the athletic director give a state of the program and take questions. Take actual questions and not ho and hum and him and haw. Actually, answer. And uh, I would, I'd love to go to that press conference. I'll ask the tough questions. Darn it! A texter says, "Oh, it's Kirby. I know I'm Lynn biased. It's always a, a, it's a, good, a good, one. good way to say that you're biased. Uh, I'm a fan myself, but it's a pretty wild the national media that openly roots against Kentucky basketball." I don't see it for any other school. They seem to think because Cal gets players at 18, they should be finished products, and because they get better, it's an indictment on him. No development praise, no buy-in to team and work ethic praise that gets them long NBA careers. Just hate. You're totally right, Kirby. And sadly, there's just folks happy in UK world to, to lift it up. I know there's going to be other folks to say, well, we've been saying that we think that he needs to have a better offense and people notice nationally. And I'm sure they'll add that like, well, this is even this was over the top though. It's ridiculous. When Cal's offense is clicking, nobody was complaining again in the Kansas UNC games. We were complaining when the offensive players got hurt and things didn't look as good. When Cal has the right players, his offense is fine. It's been fine. The archaic offense stuff is nonsense. The needing to adjust, the magical make changes, it's nonsense. It's all nonsense. He just needs the right players. The um, I, I would say, though, Kirby, every every fan base does think the national media is out to get them. Pro- like It's just the degrees of which you – like er- everybody sees certain things as different varying degrees of slights, but there is certainly a um, a tinge of – anger towards Cal because he won't just butt slap him and, you know, take shots with him at the bar and buy him dinners and go golfing with him. Cal's just not going to do that. So there's certainly a degree of it, but I would just say that's that's everywhere. Everybody thinks that the national media hates their team. Yeah. 
but you don't you don't have other NBA writers and college basketball writers talking about NBA player success years after and saying, see, this coach ruined them. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's, just, that's just the one that's unique to UK. But in general, everybody thinks that national media is sliding them in some sense. Ohio State football is like that. Duke basketball, I'm sure, is like that, even though half of college basketball media is former Duke players. They probably think that well, well, they're out to get us. Like that's, I think that's just a fan thing. A texter says that's correct. All I care about is football and basketball. There's a lot of people out there that have that sentiment, and I think the the answer always lies somewhere in the middle. It's not one extreme or the other. The truth is, yes, an athletic director should be interested in all the sports that they are directing. But you gotta the cash cows need to be comforted. Mm-hmm. You need to make yep. sure that you're playing the hits, and those are the hits. If it wasn't for UK, what would U of L radio shows and writers talk about? Everything they discuss somehow always includes some swipe of UK. The obsession. We talk about Louisville too, though, Texter. So we talk about Louisville a ton, but one, we're in Louisville, and two, Louisville's generally in the news for this, that, or the other. I don't mind it. I I enjoy talking U of L. It's their arrival to Kentucky. If we lived on the southeastern border, I bet we talk about Tennessee a lot more. So it's just, uh, and they're welcome to talk about Kentucky as much as they want. They just have the most outlandish lack of self-awareness takes and of, of all time, which is uh, enjoyable to listen to, if I'm being honest with you. No one enjoys 90-degree weather, you absolute dingus. Beautiful. <laughs> Incorrect. I enjoy 90-degree weather, and I'm somebody. Well, well. Someone says, I uh, took the regional managers there. Was that Jan? Yep, they were going to Chili's. High noons are way better. Yeah, yeah whatever. They're sweeter. I don't know if I can do a bunch of them. How did, How did Tata not have spacing but broke the school record and assists in his first game running the show? LOL. I think that was the biggest fall in last year's team, and a lot can be blamed on injuries. He should have had the keys to run the show sooner. Um, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but it was kind of tough to keep Wheeler off the floor because he was somebody that could go and create. The He's issue is the nation and assist. The, you know? the, yeah, the issue is once people got hurt, things change, roles changed. If people got healthy, the roles really never settled back into one another. Um, unfortunately, it seemed like Wheeler was kind of, you know, he he wasn't happy with some stuff, and it just things went south. Unfortunately, and that can happen with a team, and they almost that almost never happens with Calipari teams. They generally get better when it gets closer to March or when it is March. Uh, but injuries and everything else going on. It, it didn't work, unfortunately. So uh, they lost. It was a fun year up until then, and then it all came crumbling down. That doesn't mean that Ty Ty made a poor choice going and playing his college basketball at UK. Everybody that – there's a million holes you can poke into the spacing argument. And as Roush has said multiple times, it's spot on. It was one freaking game. It was one summer league game. Jeez, Felice. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, saw the Barbasol. The course didn't look in great shape. Everybody, uh, we'll be back on Monday. Thanks for all the text. Be safe. DJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Watch Just out for Swim Swam. Watch out for Swim Sam. Swim Swam. Swim Swam. Swim Swam. Swim Swam. Swim Swam.